weird fucking guys. You're doing a manly thing and you're a fucking dork. I got my lightsaber wearing my Pokemon hat today. <laughs> wow, you're a real renaissance man, you know that? Goddamn man child. What a fucking dork. Yeah. But he's our dork. The guitar sounds a little crisp in the intro. I like that. Yeah, man. I'm pretty good at what I do. Yeah, you are. You is good. I mean, honestly, I didn't do too much. You talk good. I really, uh, I, I talk pretty good. You talk good. I, my broken American <laughs> English, you know, Delco. Yeah. Delco. Our, our last uh, episode went from like technical talk to fucking full on breakdown. Yeah, we but, were uh, we were waking up. But at the end of it, we started talking about TV shows. Yeah, so I thought that'd be a cool conversation to kind of delve into like what our favorite shows are. I don't think we can do favorites, but we can go. Well, what we like, we can run through the list of uh, what we're enjoying currently. You know. Mm. Dude, have you watched this new, uh, I guess he's a comedian, Tim Robinson. His show is on Netflix. It's oh, called, You Should Leave? I think You he's Should crazy. Leave. Yeah. Dude, dude. He's funny. I think he's fucking ridiculously hilarious. He's like something you have to enjoy by yourself or with people that are like, like-minded with you. If you put that in a, on like with mixed company, we're like, what are we watching? He's like, dude, his explosiveness. I think it's kind of like Will Ferrell comedy. Like, I think that... Yeah. Unless you understand the the joke, right. you don't really know what's happening. You know, like, <laughs> but once you get to understand the way he thinks, you're like, holy shit, this this is pretty genius. Yeah, you know? like, I like that. I like when the guys like have like a certain. It's almost like an art form, like yeah, a performance. Yeah, yeah, dude. There's a sketch that he does on that show of Bob Odenkirk, <laughs> which was fucking hilarious. It was all based on like exemplifying Bob Odenkirk's lie to a little kid. I don't like, know what that is. Like, he's talking about, um, I think they're, like, in a diner or a restaurant or something, and Bob Odenkirk's, like, a stranger to him. Oh, yeah, And he's yeah, talking yeah. about, like, I'm really rich, and I own all these cars, and I'm married, <laughs> and, you know, the lady on the poster is actually my wife, and blah, blah, blah. Like, and, they, and he's, like, like compensating for this fucking liar. Well, because he, he first said something and looked over at Bob and was like, right? Yeah, oh well, yeah, yeah. He go. wants him to lie for him, and so now he then, has to exempt. Like you know, he has to fucking compensate his fucking yeah. outlandish lie. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then Bob kept taking it further and further so and further, good. and then it was so ridiculous that he was like, "All right, all right, all right." <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's a great sketch. I love Bob Odenkirk. Like that's probably my favorite sketch comedy show of all time was uh, Mr. Show with Bob and David. Really? Yeah, I thought it was fucking great. I'll have to check that out. You never watched them? Uh, it would be remember. right up your alley, man. You really? would think it was fucking hilarious. So I gotta admit, and a friend of mine might get upset about this, but uh, so I I watched that show and I loved it. But then he was like, "Dude, if you really enjoyed like these weird little skits and these improv skits and and weird shit like this, why don't you check out Eric Andre's show?" Yeah, he's pretty wild. Dude, I watched it, and maybe because, like I said earlier, maybe I just don't understand his sense of humor yet, but, like, 
I'm not. I don't get it. I don't. It's very quirky and jumps around a lot. Mm-hmm. You know. So like, I watched a few episodes and I'm like, I don't get. It's a lot of chaos. Yeah. You know. It's like it's like if the Jackass crew had a fucking talk show. Like it's like, it's fucking chaos. Yeah. Unless you you're know? in on the joke, you, it's like it's kind of like the funny part of it is watching somebody else's reaction. Yeah. It, you know. Yeah. 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 So I'm 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 still trying to feel that one out and get into it, but uh. I don't know. So, so you were talking about the Sopranos and your your it. passion for the Sopranos. I love the Sopranos. I watch the Sopranos like some people watch Star Trek. So, how come you haven't like? Do you like uh, organized crime shows? Or? I love I love like uh, like mafia movies and stuff like that. And because um, you're Italian, or I, part of it is identifying with the Italian side of it. So you don't watch like the Irish gangs or fucking no, guys. like I, I do. Like I love uh, like really. I think like Martin Scorsese's best movie is The Departed. Yeah, truthfully, and I mean that's not an Italian mob movie at all. That's, that's I know. I was talking shit, dude. Oh no, no. I just I do love I love crime fiction. I yeah, do. yeah, yeah. But um, but yeah, like The Sopranos. It's like there's a lot of elements to it that I identify with it because that was like my father's side of the family. They do a lot of things very similar to them. Sure. And also, it's like. Sopranos isn't really just like a mob show. Yeah. You know, it's more about like a lot of it is about like, existential dread and like psychological things and um and just like it, a lot of it is humorous and so, it, and just completely like ridiculous too. Like So I'm breaking your balls about like not watching Irish gangster movies, but in all reality, I grew up in a very similar environment and a lot of my mannerisms are uh, probably due to a heavy influence of Italian South Philly mob stuff, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like things that I do and, and, you know, whatever, the way I carry myself, I guess. And, and it's because of probably the same thing you said is, is the reality is, is I spent a lot of time around right. people that really were like that. And I do gravitate towards, I'm interested to talk to guys. like So I'm like busting your balls, but I, uh, in all honesty... Yeah. I am very much influenced by it too, mm-hmm. and I spent a lot of time in North Jersey and New York, and you're around. Ar- yeah. I'm around a lot of union guys, and and like uh, you know, like I'm surrounded by it. It's it's somewhat, in in some kind of way, it's like my adopted culture. You know, like guys in big cars that are discussing gambling and you know other other yeah, things you know and like there's very much the stereotype in the show but it's also like we talk about it a lot like how spoiled can you get as an like it's a lot of that a lot about a lot of the sopranos is about like american consumerism too sure so it's like you have this character who the main like tony is like he couldn't ask for more sure you know what i mean like but his life is so full of like these extra stressors and stuff like that and it's like his psychological uh, makeup is unraveling in the right. show. Like he's like progressively becoming more and more of a sociopath throughout the entire show. Uh, he's never satisfied. He can't have enough women. He can't eat enough food. He can't like there's there's so much to the show. There's so much to like dive into. And then to see the way his interpersonal relationships pan out with certain people, people that he says he loves, but he doesn't. You know, like his idea of love is different than everybody else's and. It's just, it's a bizarre fucking show, man. Like, it's a lot to fucking unravel. And, like, I think, like, a lot of it is everybody on the show in some way or some form has, like, made a deal with the devil. Yeah. Like, so it's, like, to see, like, how their their lives are panning out, you know, because of it. Like, even, like, his wife, who you think is, like, this prim and proper Italian wife, 
she's really like this money hungry kind of like you know yeah, yeah. will compromise a lot of her integrity for the sake of these materialistic things you know I think it's fascinating because um, I always identified with like his relationship between him and his son right and watching my father is not an Italian mobster or anything like that obviously my dad was just like a body shop guy he was a small business owner but I understood the mentality of like tough dad teaching son and son not fucking getting it. Well, by you know? the end of the show, you really start to see like the um, like the the sins of the father are atoned by the son, right. and you see this cyclical thing happening where AJ is kind of becoming like a young Tony. Yeah, you know, like yeah, he's yeah. he's starting to like fall into a lot of the sensibilities of him, the depression. Sure, you know the thing. It's you gotta. I mean, and I would highly recommend that you give it a shot. Well, it stands the test of time. Well, I'm saying that I haven't. I mean, I've watched it. It's just I don't watch it on repeat, uh, you know, because you got to delve Italian, into it. No, well, it's, I mean, I watch it. I do watch it a lot. I've, I mean, when I say I've probably watched it a hundred times, I probably have. I haven't watched it since. Uh, honestly, I think it ended shortly after I was in the military, or something like that, or maybe. Well, no, maybe it started when I was in the military. I'm trying to remember because I remember at one point it started in like '99. Oh, so I was in the military when it yeah. started. And the kid, the, his famous line of, like, what, grandma's not coming, no fucking ZD? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so, a, like, yeah. dude, the southern dudes would ask me to say that all the time. Oh, uh, yeah. So then I started yelling it across the base <laughs> just to fuck with guys. <laughs> no like, just to, like, ZD? talk shit. What, grandma's not coming, no fucking ZD? You know? <laughs> so, like, uh... <laughs> So like, that's funny because like i don't think that big but i guess like in certain cultures and stuff like that it's like a it becomes a more iconic line well i think it i think to them in, in that moment they all love the show they don't know Southern, the significance of big ZD. well yeah. so i mean around here that's like a, a it's comfort. like a regular dish yeah. yeah it's a comfort food like if you're having a fucking cookout bring some fucking it's almost ziti. like sometimes yeah. if i say to my mom like what are you eating for dinner on sunday she says you know big ziti I'm like oh, i'm in the mood for fucking big ziti again. yeah yeah, yeah. But uh, but also the accent, like we have Philly accents, which is pretty close to like a like a New York, uh, n not New York, but like North Jersey, mm -hmm. Jersey accent. Like so, I think like to them guys hearing me talk, you know, it was like holy shit. I could do a whole from... podcast just talking about The Sopranos, to be honest with you. I don't care, and, and I don't mean like whatever we want. No, but I'm yeah. saying like I could sit here and week after week analyze yeah, yeah. an episode. Like that's I love it. You yeah, know, like yeah. I fucking love. Well, it. we're not doing that. I'm sorry, this is guys. This sounds yeah, manchild. What the yeah. fuck? What I'm the sorry. fuck, John? I, 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 this just, isn't the. Sopranos I got like a burner podcast. over this fucking Sopranos shit. Yeah, so, man. <laughs> I'm all charged up. But guy, okay, go back to what you're. But saying. um, so these guys were like fascinated with our our accent. I guess our accent sounds very aggressive and kind of intimidating to people because. Uh, mm. Well, my buddy Ethan said. He and I've noticed people in the past even kind of like get a little awkward around me because I'll talk and I'll say something. I'll respond very. It sounds okay. very blunt. Well, so like in Virginia, I was down. I was down in Virginia doing this job. Every month I would go down there and inspect these cranes, uh, right in like Norfolk, Chesapeake area. So like, it's a it's a military town, but still a lot of uh, Virginia locals that live in the area, and on the job site. A lot of southern fellas. But I... Dude, it's me. 
I bust balls, you know? Mm-hmm. So, like, I would walk up and start talking shit. Now, the old-timers would just laugh. Like, there was this one dude who I loved. I fucking loved him. His name was Terry. He was awesome. He was, like, 70 years old. He didn't give a fuck about nothing. Dude, he would just talk shit and, like, roast you as you're standing there. And I would laugh. I was laughing my nuts off. I was like, I fucking love this guy. I want to inherit him as my grandfather. But um, some of the younger guys couldn't handle it. And then, like, if they would talk a little shit back, I was so fucking fast at responding that it would, like, flutter them and they would be like, okay, okay, I'm done. I'm done. I don't have nothing else, you know? And you're like, I don't know. I guess I, uh, you know, like, I know that there's southern guys out there that are quick, that are, like, sharp-minded. It's not... Not every song. I think it's the are... delivery. It's just it's all in the delivery of how we say things. I think. I think we're, we're so concise and like we better say what we have to say now and get it out of the way. Yeah. You know, there's yeah. not a whole lot of. Uh, it's. I don't know that it's aggressive. I mean, it comes off as aggressive, but I think it's like we cut. You know. Yeah, it's like we we got to say what we got to say, and we got a short time to say it, so I better get it out. Yeah. Right? It's fun. Yeah. You know. But on the same token, all right, let's keep it on the TV shows. So the Sopranos, crime shows, dude. Why did you not check out Yellowstone yet? You really sincerely should. Man. My son leaves it on sometimes, and I just like you walk in the room and you I, can't. You I, can't do that. You gotta yeah, start with episode. Right. One. I, it's out of context for me because I don't know what's going on. So it's like it'll be in the middle of like an episode of whatever fuck season, and I'll just be like, okay, well, I'm gonna go upstairs now, like. I guess if I started it from the beginning, I might really get interested in it. I think you absolutely would. Yeah. Crime Family. It's out in the. Uh, it's out in. What, Montana. Mon- Montana. Right? Yeah. yeah. Yellowstone Park, right on the edge of there. Yeah. But it's like, uh, I think if you got into it, dude, you would realize that there, the similarities between like a crime family, no matter where they are, it's all the same shit. It's yeah. all intertwined. Uh, storytelling. Some of the characters on there are very vivid, just like The Sopranos, just like The Wire, just like... I love The Wire. You know, like, dude, there's... It's all the same. It's yeah. all the same. It's just... Wire, I think, is the best show ever written. Really? Yeah, I just think there's so many fucking details and layers to it. I love The Wire because of... Uh, the Wire accurate. was a great cat and mouse show. Mm-hmm. That's what it was to me. I love the cat and mouse routine of like, okay, how are they going to try to catch them this season? How, you know, what is what is it that they're trying to accomplish here? But it's also has this underlying layer of explaining a different, uh, uh, a different facet of the drug culture in America. Mm-hmm. So like, the first two seasons were about shipping drugs in through the ports. And they were all about the the portal workers, which is funny because I have relatives that work in the in the. Yeah, I've you know, I, I moved ocean containers for years. Yeah, that was my job. Yeah, and there are guys that like, dude, they'll steal some shit out of the back of them. There's guys that'll fucking steal a box completely. Like, yeah. Oh, I knew guys that were like, you know, they were doing shit. A whole you know? forty foot container. <laughs> gone. <laughs> fucking fucking gone, man. Yeah. Just like. 
put it on that trailer. The fucking trailer leaves the yard with stolen plates. Nobody has a fucking clue. And the thing just is gone. Yeah. And you're just like, dude, how is that possible? <laughs> how the fuck is that possible? You know? Yeah. I don't know. We got a video of the thing. It's like a red truck. It's out in the middle of the <laughs> United States somewhere. Dude, Ocean Freight is such a racket, though. Like it's, it's It sounds like, it feels like it's like the last legal cartel on the planet. Like dude, the way that they. The money that goes into it and just the, how, like, the ridiculous fees that the fucking people are paying. Yeah, we got to pay $12,000 to extend the free time on these or whatever. It's like, where the fuck is all this money coming from? Yeah. You know, it's crazy. And then, like, the storage fees. The, like, I don't want to get into the logistics of it all. Yeah, But there's yeah. people that are fucking rich off a freight that is going nowhere. Yeah. You know? Like, it's crazy. Hmm. Bizarre, bizarre shit. But yeah, The Wire, man, like that second season, I really identified with it because I knew a lot about like that. But people were upset with that second season because it was such a departure from the first season. And it introduced all these different characters and stuff like that. And well, then, the second season wrapped up the, the shipping side of it, right? Yeah. And then it got more into the street It went drugs. back to the street drug thing of the first season. But that's what, when you watch The Wire every season... Every season is a different take on right. how the drugs are destroying the community or... The show how is really brought... about urban decay. It is. Yeah. It is. I mean, what, six... Epi- season six or something like that is all about the children and how they're... Well, season, the final season is season five. Season four oh, is the okay. one that's about che- children. Oh, okay. I got yeah. them all fucked up. Yeah, I thought there were seven four, seasons. But season reason. four is like one of my favorite... It, it probably is my favorite season. Yeah. The one it, where they introduced the kids in the school. The hoppers. They call them yeah. hoppers. But it's even yeah. not even that. Like Just to see how the school works and stuff like that. And dude, I'm going to be honest with you. I fucking cried. Yeah. I cried during the episode where... Um, that one girl was being bullied, and she sliced the other girl's face open. Yeah. Out of anger. Yeah, yeah. And uh, the the girl's like bleeding all over the fucking floor, and the girl who did the slicing is sitting in the corner of the thing, and fucking Duquan comes over with the little fucking handheld fan that he repaired. Yeah. And he holds the fan on the girl's face, like he yeah. understands. Yeah, that she's being bullied. Duquan is like one of the most layered characters on the whole show. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. love that character. He might be my favorite well-written character on the well, show. And you said that before, and I think it's because... Well, maybe in some kind of way. Do you consider yourself like an observer? You know? Do you do you stand back and watch... Yeah, I do. ...the other crazy people do their shit? Yeah, definitely. Because I, I, on but I don't think hand, I think it's that he identifies in the same way that that girl does. He just doesn't have that violent side to him. Yeah. You know, so it's like... His way of processing things is different. So, like, his compassion for her when he holds the fan on her face. Yeah. After she just perpetrated, like, this heinous fucking act. He understands why she did it. Yeah, yeah, And it's yeah. just, like, dude, I fucking yeah, she got teared up and cried, you know? Like, I was like, that's sad, you know? Yeah. I mean, the whole... But that whole season... I mean, Daquan's whole story is fucking sad, you know? It's terrible. Yeah. I don't know, man. I'm always fascinated with, um... I don't know. I'm a fucking lunatic. Maybe yeah. because I'm, uh, I consider myself very ambitious and uh, methodical. A lot of the times, I got to be honest, you know, I look at like the big guys, the bosses, you know, the drug dealers and shit like that. And dude, there are times when I seriously in my head think, I could do it better than that. Dude, that one character on that show is fucking scary as fuck. Who, Marlo? Marlo. Yeah. Marlo is like... That's the other thing about the show is like they introduce you to the evil in the show. Yeah, yeah. And like the bad guys get progressively badder and badder on that show. It's like in the beginning you got Stringer and you got Avon. 
and they're like child's play compared to fucking Marlowe. Well, I think it's they. What is great about the show is they illustrate a generational difference mm-hmm. in that particular industry, if you want to say, because like Marlowe, or not Marlowe, um, Avon Barksdale and Stringer mm-hmm. were like the nineties. The, the, they were like the, the wrap-up of the uh, crack epidemic. You know, like when yeah. you really think about the way they modeled their businesses, running and gunning, taking over neighborhoods, warfare. But then Marlowe came in, and Marlowe was more methodical. Yeah, Marlowe's a fucking bad motherfucker. And he was just, like, patient. Dude, he literally won the war by patience. And, and he's was a kid. Like, and he That's was, what's scary, scary about it is like he's younger. Yeah. And, like... You would not... Like, I seen him when I was like, this guy ain't gonna be shit. And then he's like the most evil fucking wild, most ruthless motherfucker on the whole show. And then got out of it, you know? But he got, but I think the idea at the end is that when he gets out of it, when the very final scene with him, when he has the altercation on the street with the two two thugs... Yeah, that don't even know he who can't, he is. Yeah, he can't get out of it. Like, he's... Well, he, and I... So, I he's mean... He's comfortable there. And that makes me wonder about that character in particular is like... If they were to continue the show, where do you think he would go? I think... I think he goes back. I think he goes back, but he can't be the boss no more. I think he would end up getting killed on the streets. Yeah. Because I think that that's the premise. The The, the problem is, is it's cyclical, and I think that they were trying to illustrate that you don't really get away from it. You eventually die from it. Yeah. You know? Like, even with Omar, when he gets killed by Kennard... Yeah. Like, you're not seeing it coming. Like, Oh, you, yeah. Like that was This little blowing. boy fucking just shot fucking and every, Omar. Well, and, and so that was the thing is, like, dude, everybody knew that, that there's a there's a bounty on Omar's fucking head, you know? Yeah. And, like, that kid was like, okay, I'm the one, you know? And, like, Wild. You know, right Wild. in the fucking store, got him, yep. you know? So. But, like, to watch it and know the canards in the fucking season, in the story for, what, three seasons? Yeah. And you would just never expect it. It was yeah, like, yeah. man, it was so perfectly fucking executed. But it also illustrates how they condition children. Yeah. You know, and it's not they. I'm not, listen, I, I guess that was, I feel guilty for you saying they right then. Because it's not black people. It's not a black community. Nah. It's not an that bullshit. It's just the, um, when it comes to, like, the evilness of that particular environment, you know? They literally were preying on children and, like, teaching them and conditioning them. And that kid in particular was already starting to show signs of, like, dude, he was... Yeah, he was, like, he was like fucking around with a dead bird. So, like, dude, that kid may have grown up to, like, take over from where Marlo was. And, right. like, he come become some fucking nasty person in, in the... Uh, in the neighborhood because the other character Chris is like a fucking monster man like he he's like Chris is Marlo's guy Chris is Marlo's like number one fucking enforcer yeah and yeah, then yeah. The, and then the girl uh, which is crazy because if you watch other shows he plays like a gay guy yeah. and you're like yeah, yeah, what yeah. the fuck am I dude, looking at dude I really right thought now? he I think he's like of African descent too like, he's I think like he has a, like the heavy accent he's and all like that. a big fucking dude man yeah. you're like dude this guy he can act his asshole he's very talented yeah. very talented I love that character Chris is one of my favorite characters so too. I think a lot of guys because Marlo 
also played uh, like a gay hairdresser in another oh, yeah? show, and I was like, "What the fuck is happening?" He right now? He plays a lot of cops now and stuff. I think he was on Bosch. Really? And I think he's in the new. There, HBO has another show called We Own the Night, which is by the same writers of the um, the movie, The Wire. No, oh. the, uh, or We Own the City or some shit. I don't know what okay. the fuck it's called. I haven't really watched it, but it's so, by the same writers as The Wire. So I think a lot of them guys wanted to break the mold of like uh, getting typecast as like. Yeah. stereotypical aggressive drug dealing black male yeah. you know which is great you know i think it's great that like you're trying to show that you are a talented actor you know because they come off so natural on the wire like yeah. you would think that's who they really were so i was watching um oh here's a show uh we'll change speeds a little yeah, bit yeah, but we i want to bring talk it back. about our, we can't talk so, about one show so <laughs> i started watching the hot ones Hot ones, the the one where people eat the wings. Eat the fucking wings, dude! It is comical. Yeah. Because they all start out talking shit, and then by four or five, their fourth or fifth wing out of ten, they're dying. They all do ten. By fourth or fifth, they suddenly have this epiphany of like, holy shit, it's, it's starting to get worse. fucking hot yeah. here. But anyway, Idris Elba is <laughs> one. Yeah, and he's like, oh shit. <laughs> So, oh, like, fuck. He, they're asking him <laughs> questions about being Stringer Bell, and he's, like, apparently he's, like, a like an amateur hip-hop artist and a DJ, and, like, he does a lot of stuff in England. He's big in London. Yeah. So, um, they're asking him about Stringer Bell, and they're like, oh, yeah, a lot of American hip-hop artists really identified with Avon and Stringer. So, like, he would walk up to him, and then he would they would talk to him and he would have like a British accent because he's British uh-huh. and they would go, what the fuck? That's yeah. not Stringer Bell. And he's like, yeah, I am. I'm, I'm an actor. That's, you know. That's what I do. That's what I do, you know. And then he'd like, he, he would have to like turn on the American accent and like talk shit for a minute there. And like, which I think is hilarious that like, I remember the first time I saw him, I think it was on Luther. He did this show. Yeah, with I never this, watched Luther. Yeah, this uh, BBC that. fucking show called Luther. And I was like, holy shit, that fucking guy's British, you know? And he's like... <laughs> he narrates a lot of shit, too, I with fucking the British never, accent. I never knew it, man. I think the first time I saw him was in Pacific Rim. Really? That science fiction movie. Yeah, it was weird. The, it's fun. I yeah, enjoyed it. Yeah, it's fun. It's yeah, fun. It's a fun Giant movie. robots fighting. Yeah, and they're controlled by, like, little humans and shit. I liked it. Yeah. It was fun. Fun movie. So, uh, oh, uh, so that's what I was... Oh, so the, the hot ones. Yeah. All right, so that's how we'll wrap up The Wire... Is, is Idris Elba was on there talking about being Stringer Bell. But anyway, let me keep going with the, the hot ones. Dude, the best one I've seen so far, which is the first season, first episode, is Shia LaBeouf. Mm-hmm. That fucking dude is, is pretty funny, actually. So, like, he sits down, he's eating the wings, he gets into, the, like, some of the really hot ones, and then he <laughs> looks at the camera and he's like, dude, it looks like, it looks like I just went through like a really bad moment. Like my fucking eyes are yeah. watering, man. He's like, dude, both eyes. Look, look. And he like looks at the camera and like you can see, dude, he looks fucking sad. And he's wow. like, dude, I don't even need to go to like Sounds a Sounds uncomfortable. He's like, I don't even need to go to a quiet room no more. I need to come eat some of your fucking wings and I'll just cry my fucking <laughs> eyes out. But then it's funny because he says, uh, he goes, uh, you know something, man? Uh, I watched your YouTube channel. And I thought, eh, they're full of shit. It's probably like tomato sauce or something in them jars. Like, there's no way it's like, it's really that hot. And he's like, he looks at the camera and he's like, I'm going to tell you, yeah. it's fucking real. They're fucking hot. 
That's crazy. I don't. Yeah, think... he's in one of my favorite movies ever fucking made. What? It's called Peanut Butter Falcon. So that was one of the movies they discussed on there, and I it's do so good. So he did two boys back to back, Honey Boy and Peanut Butter Falcon, and then he got caught up in like the Me Too shit and like. Yeah. Really, I guess got into some deep shit or something. I, I don't know if there was like a woman know. that he was mistreating or I don't know. So I kind of like the guy because I think he's a fucking human. So like I I yeah. heard him on uh, another podcast called Real Ones. Yeah, where he, he sits down with uh, John Bernthal. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. So I thought that was a great. I seen it. Yeah, I yeah. thought it was a great interview. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. yeah, I mean, like, look, man, to be you know, to error is to be human. You know, I'm not. Not saying it's okay, but I'm saying you know, people, you're you know, people make mistakes. You gotta you, let them work out of it somehow. Do you and I talked about Louis C.K. on previous? Episodes. I love him. I fucking love him. You know what I like is when a celebrity admits that they fucked up yeah. and they're trying to fix it. I hate, and this goes with politicians too. Dude, don't sit here and bullshit me and try to tell, oh, no, no, I'm fucking perfect, and deny it the whole yeah. time. But we all fucking know... Pretty fucks up. ...that you're a slime ball, yeah. you know? I mean, what so, like, Louis C.K. did was really fucking creepy, really eh, slimy, whatever. It was a little creepy. It was yeah. uh, very hey, creepy. listen. Hey, and ladies. And I mean, he abused his, ladies, his position, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, yeah, but, just... I mean, he talks in depth about the therapy that he goes through and stuff like that, and, you know... And it doesn't take away from the fact the guy's fucking brilliant. I think that makes me like them more. And and yeah. the same with Shia LaBeouf uh, uh, or any person. That can admit fault. Dude. And fix it. I think that there is more appeal to a human that has faults, like you said, and is actively working on it. Then and somebody... just like on our previous episode, you're a little overweight, but you're working real right. hard on it. And yeah. I think that makes you a beautiful human. Mm-hmm. But Lizzo's a fat cunt, you know? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know this lady. She's probably super nice. I'm really sorry. Nah, she I'm probably just talking is. shit, man. It's just the, it's the gimmick of like, I don't want to get back into talking about yeah, it. Yeah, it, ma- it makes me we're, It makes me mad that like, you know, you're clearly unhealthy. There's going to be health issues with you and you're saying, that's all right. I yeah. love myself. Yeah. Like, listen, I, your triglycerides are probably through the fucking roof. Sweetie. Come on, what TV show are we watching? Let's oh. go back to Hot Wings. Um, You'll yeah. lose some fucking weight. You eat some of them Hot Wings, I'll tell you uh, that. Dude, I, that's one You'll of my go-to foods, too. Hot Wings are one of them, because they're loaded with protein. You know, as long as they're not fried, you know, like dude, I'm better I, off eating baked. I love Hot Wings, but I'm telling you right now, the other night we ate Hot Wings, and I was fucking, I thought, I thought that I shit the bed. I thought, <laughs> dude, I got up, I was so fucking scared. I got up out of bed and I'm thinking I gotta wake up my wife. The only thing I gotta worse, wake up my wife because I might have just shit in our bed. The only thing worse than a bedwetter is a bed. She shitter. should she should divorce me if I shit the bed. I'm just saying, dude. <laughs> I should go live in a fucking cave and be alone for the rest of my it life. It changes the complexion of a relationship, I'm sure. There is no amount of love. If she, I'm just saying right now, if she shit the bed. Like literally was like, oh, I tooted. Uh, I think there's some shit water running down never, my ass crack. Ever touching you ever again? I'm just saying, you're definitely not getting no fucking tossed salad. You know, like <laughs> it's definitely. Now I know for a fact What's that you going poop. On? That you poop. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what other shows you you do you love? Um, yeah, fucking love. Oh, so you know what's funny is going back to this uh, suggestion of starting Yellowstone from the first episode. Cause I'm OCD. I'm uh, 
I have a weird quirk. So I know that Modern Family is a funny show. I know. I've seen episodes and I was like, oh, yeah, that's pretty clever. You know, some of the jokes. Right. But I can't get into it because... It's unrealistic. Gabby always watches it like your son watching Yellowstone. Like, dude, she's already like four oh, seasons in on episode yeah. five. And I'm like, uh, well, I got to start at one on season one, episode one. Right. Like, that's the only way I'm going to get into this show is if we start from fucking one and I work my way through it. You know? See, I think that's why I like The Sopranos, is there's a lot of standalone stories in The Sopranos. Like, certain episodes are very standalone stories. Well, I think that's probably the same for a lot of shows, but I'm so... I'm so OCD... About the continuity of it? Well, no. Maybe it's a number thing in my head. It's like, no, you start at one. You don't start at fucking five. Yeah, I have that same issue with things. Numbers. Yeah. Yeah, if somebody numbers something and I'm interested in it, I gotta get every number. Yeah. Yeah. That's the way I do it. I don't go backwards, you know? I mean, I could probably start on season three. Yeah. Well, I think like with The Sopranos, I started like midway season three and was like, I love this show. And then I had to go back and start watching it. Yeah. Yeah. So I had to go back and binge it. I did the same thing, I think, with like Six Feet Under, too. Like I started with Six Feet Under around like season three. And it was like, I got to see what the fuck this is all about. I see what I missed. And then I went back and I had to binge like two episodes, two seasons of it in a weekend. Okay, so that's fair enough. You yeah. can start on a season, but it has to be episode one. But then it's fun to go back and be like, yeah. oh, I'm curious now. Where did this story all start at? Mm-hmm. You know? Hmm. Very interesting. Yeah, Six Feet Under was one of my favorites. I'm, I'm big on HBO. Yeah. I don't watch a whole lot of network TV. They changed the name. It's not HBO no more. It's Max. It's is it Max on fucking uh like when you if you have the cable channel? Uh, I don't know about that. I know, I know the streaming service is Max. Yeah, I think it's yeah. weird. Yeah, I don't. I like the old format better than the yeah. new format. You know, now mm. it's like I gotta. I used to have like a list of everything I wanted to watch. Yeah. And now it's like I gotta fucking search around for shit that I like. Other than you know what other show I love right now. And I love every show the dude does is uh, fucking Danny McBride, uh, that Righteous Gemstones show. Righteous Gemstones is fucking pretty fucking awesome. pretty good. Fucking yeah. hilarious, dark. We very were good watching that last night. <laughs> you watching the new season right now, or are you still catching up? No, the new season. Yeah, we're we're all caught up. Oh, okay. We, we just did. I don't think we've watched all the the newest seasons. The last episode, though. the the fucking interlude episode where they go back in time. They do that every season. They have like a, a story, like a episode that's from the past and they have like different like the younger cast so i haven't seen this episode yet really good this one was really fucking good this time yeah yeah like every season they have that episode where they they, like revisit the characters as children there's a younger this one's fucking phenomenal really yeah it's really really funny or just a great story like it's a great standalone set of like story that explains i mean it's always there to explain something else that's going on in that season yeah but the storytelling in this one is just fucking phenomenal. It's yeah. so good. Speaking of storytelling, do you like that show, The Bear? I never watched The Bear. Is that the chef show? Oh, the kid from Shameless? Man. I never watched it. Oh, man, it's fucking phenomenal. Yeah. I'm fascinated with chefs in particular, though. So recently we got into Gordon Ramsay, and now we're binge-watching everything that he's ever made. I love Gordon yeah. Ramsay. Dude, I... I think I man crushed the fuck out of Gordon Ramsay. I don't want to fuck him. I'm not man crushing him that way. I'm just saying I would marry him just so he could cook for me every night. That's all I'm saying. Is that like a guilty pleasure thing for you? 
Uh, well, I mean, because we love food, I mean, yeah. I, I love fine dining, so I definitely like that. But it's also fascinating because when you really get into the character of, like, like him as a person, because that's what you're getting. You don't, it's not yeah. a, it's not a stage performance. You don't think some of that is like an, exa- well, an exaggerated, well, like, well, gimmick? Well, so- that's the problem is when he started out with like Hell's Kitchen where he's growling at people and shit, everybody thought he was like a prick. Yeah. They're like, oh, this English asshole is just fucking yelling at people. But then when you go back and watch other shows, like right now this show that I love that he's doing, it's called Gordon Ramsay Uncharted and he's traveling around the world to uh-huh. like these indigenous places and eating their particular foods that they do in that area. And it's kind of cool because... He'll take a local chef from, like, Peru or Alaska or uh, he, he went to Hawaii. He'll take a local, like, very well-known chef, and they'll have, like, a little uh, a cook-off, you know? And Gordon Ramsay will, in the episode, he'll explore the area and find out about local foods that are grown around there. And he'll make up, like, a, a dish in his head of, like, okay, I'm going to use these and this and that, and I'm going to try to make something up. And they'll have, like, a little cook-off at the end of the episode. And then, like, they'll just have local people that he met sit down and eat his food. And they'll say, okay, what do you guys think? This guy makes your traditional meal. And what's fascinating is everybody knows Gordon Ramsay as a prick. But now you're really starting to realize that, dude, he's actually a really nice guy. Mm -hmm. And he very much respects other cultures and... I think, like you said about Delco, we're blunt. Yeah. Like, like here where we're at, we're blunt. I don't want you to bullshit me. Just tell me the fucking truth. Yeah. And I think that's what Gordon Ramsay is. I don't think he's a bullshit artist. I don't think he wants you to fucking, like, kiss his ass or, like, you know, I don't need no extra shit. I need you to tell me what the fuck I need to know right now. But then when you get in, down to the core of, like, who he is, he loves making great food and making people happy. Because he does. When he hands somebody his dish, he stands there and he's fucking nervous. He's like, dude, I yeah. I just want you to like my food, you know? Right. So it's kind of interesting to watch. And you're like, dude, this fucking guy is world-renowned. And the thing that he's most famous for is the thing he's probably most insecure about. You can see yeah. it. You right. can see him get nervous on the show. And, you, and he'll literally say, like, oh, shit, dude. Like, this is what they make around here. This is what they do. I really fucking hope that they like it. Every fucking episode is him kind of exploring and trying something different and and dude they don't always like his food mm-hmm. there's a lot of times when they're like well you did this good but this right here is nah, not not well, so he's, much he's trying his hand at their thing and that's right? the other thing that i love about him is like dude he's coming out of his comfort zone yeah. all the fucking time they do that a lot with a lot of shows i think i've seen one one time where it's like um like somebody's done something like that's their career that's what they do day in and day out and they bring somebody else on, and they got to, like, kind of figure out how to do like it in Mike seven Rose, minutes. Mike Rose, dirt, dirty yeah. jobs. Well, even, like, like, you know, like, these fucking bartenders that flip shit around and all that stuff, and, you know, and then they bring, like, a stranger in, and he's got to learn it in seven minutes and do it on the fucking show. It's like, I don't yeah. know. I think that's kind of the appeal of it, is to kind of see them, like, crack a little bit and be like, what the fuck, you know? Like, Yeah, I get that. Yeah. I get that. I guess I guess there's just a, a certain appeal with the Gordon Ramsay thing because yeah, but I like I, I see what you're saying because I like a lot of those shit. Like I loved uh, that Anthony Bourdain show that he used to do. Well, yeah, the, uh, what was that called? Parts Unknown. That was a good show. Yeah, you know he was kind of like you know I don't want to talk ill of the guy because he's dead or whatever, but he was kind of like a kind of a dick, I guess, like a little bit of a pretentious dick. But 
He was also a chef, right? Yeah, he yeah, was yeah. he was a little cunty or whatever, but I liked him. But I, I think that him. that's part of. So I'm fascinated with chefs and the kitchen because it's very militant. Yeah, you know, like the way a kitchen is run, and and apparently it goes back to uh, early military life is because that's where chefs originated from is cooking for the military and, and preparing large amounts of food. So that's why like the the cooking line is very disciplined. Everybody has a role. Every, there are there is a rank structure. Right. You have your sous chef and you have your line cooks and, and different guys that do different jobs and it's important because you can work your way up and and I don't know, maybe because I'm a military guy, I'm fascinated with that and I'm like I just like, you know, you know, I like the culture of it. I like the, I feel like it's one of these, it's one of the last places left where you're allowed to be fucking hard on somebody if they suck. Right. You know, like if you're a chef in a kitchen and somebody's fucking up, you can light their ass up yeah. and tell them you're a piece of shit and you don't fucking belong You don't belong deserve here. the blown. Yeah. You know? Yep. You don't and like, me. nobody is like, oh, well, I'm going to talk to the HR department. You can't talk to me like that. I don't no, even, no, 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 yeah. dude. We're cooking food right now. Shut the fuck up. That we got a job to do. HR fucking attitude, I think that is like, I don't think that really exists as hard as some people think it might. Some Maybe in some at facets, but everywhere I've ever worked, it's old school, man. Yeah. You fuck up, you're going to hear about it. You're going to deal with some passive-aggressive bullshit. You're going to deal with being told you're a fucking idiot. You're going to hear shit you don't want to fucking hear. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. But guess what? You ain't going to fuck it up two times. Yeah, You yeah. know? I think that that's... Uh, there's always going to be... It, everything in life is cyclical. And I do believe that it's going to come back around to, like... You can only be soft for so long before you realize that you fucked up a whole generation. Yeah. You know? So, like, you're going to see the revolving generation after that that's like, nope, I'm not doing that because, you know? Really, I think what will happen is you have this generation right now, the 20- and 30-year-old kids that that still want to play with Pokemons and shit, and they're going to have to go to work on a real construction site at some point. Yeah. Because they're going to realize that their dream of being a, a, a video game streamer didn't happen. It's not going to happen. So, you know, kind of like me and you. Like, hey, I thought I was going to be a famous artist or Look, or man, the chances of you becoming a famous artist are about the same chances you seeing a guy who's seven foot four. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, that's how rare it is. Yeah, like, You yeah. can love something as much as you want. And I'm not saying, like, you can't work towards those dreams. Sure. And I'm not saying you're too old to fucking do anything. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I could become a fucking artist at 50, maybe. Who knows? I think the hardest part is is you need to find some self-acceptance that, like, it didn't work. But and it it's might okay. not. But then you can grow after that. Like, like, you and I are doing this show. Dude, I honestly don't know. And I honestly don't really think we're ever going to be the next Joe Rogans. Or, no. or Howard Stearns or whatever. Like, I don't... I don't foresee that. Does that mean I'm going to stop doing what no, I'm doing? I do because I enjoy doing it. But that's where you and I are at in our 40-year-old lives is like, dude, now we're doing it because it's fun. Right. And I think it makes it authentic. My my you know? whole thing with this is like, I just want to make a show that 100 people listen to. Yeah. And maybe those 100 people will tell, uh, you know, four or five other people and then it grows from there. Yeah. Like, I'd much rather just have something organic than just be like... I want everybody to fucking listen to my shows. I'm going to talk about whatever the fuck they want to hear me talk about. Like, 
I just do it because, like, it's shit that me and you are going to talk about. Maybe somebody else has the same sensibilities. Yeah. If they do, they do. If they don't, don't fucking listen. You yeah. Know? If yeah. I'm offending you by saying something, I don't, I don't fucking listen. You I give I mean? up on, on, like, trying to curtail to, like, not offending because it's like... You're not going to fucking achieve it. Dude, I've been, tr- I've been podcasting. I, I did the math the other day, and I was like, I've been podcasting since 2019. Basically, since the beginning of COVID. Yeah is when I started, like, really, like, ramped up and started podcasting big time. And it's, like, I, I, I the whole time, I'm, like, self-editing. Mm-hmm. I used to go back and cut the parts of the show out. It really fucking takes Dude, all was, the enjoyment out of it it's like it became a job it was yeah. so stressful now i'm like fuck that dude i'm just releasing the episode right. i don't give a shit if you like it or not my way of looking yeah. at it is if there is no malice behind what i'm saying then you shouldn't be this fucking offended by it like that's you it. can't be that offended by words dude yeah. that's like my favorite comedian right now who is like a little younger than you and i is this dude theo Vaughn. i love him i dude, love that fucking dude it's great that he's really trying to, like, push the boundaries. Because, like, dude, he says some wild shit. He's so, And like, people are so fucking taken off by it. Like, dude, the one joke that he said recently, and I was fucking dying. He's, like, he's on his podcast. He does a podcast, Yeah, too. it's a great podcast. And he says, um... You know, sometimes I'm sitting in traffic, and uh, I ain't gonna lie. When I get mad enough, I just I, sometimes I drop a couple hard R's out there, like a couple N bombs. <laughs> <laughs> and dude, I think that that is so funny because, dude, that's what comedy is supposed to be. You're supposed to say something shocking that makes you laugh. You know, like. That's how you get the laugh muscles going, man, yeah. is, like, say some weird shit. Cross a line and fucking have fun. Dude, I've been doing this. I've been, like, attempting comedy with my family and friends since I've been born. So, like... And sometimes you get laughs, laugh, sometimes you fail miserably. Dude, oh, I fail Did miserably Did I ever tell you the story lot. about the time I said the thing about the Jewish guy? I was like six <laughs> yeah, years, dude. Yeah, I was, yeah, I like, six you, years old. I think two episodes ago you told us that something story. Like, yeah, it was something about, like, the guy was, uh, I was trying to tell a Polish joke. <laughs> but I actually, but I got the words mixed up. It said Jewish instead of Polish, and there was a Jewish guy at my dad. And we came, my dad was doing work for a Jewish guy, and I said something about falling up the steps. I was like, oh, did you hear about the Jewish guy that fell up the steps? You know, like, uh, it was supposed to be a Polish joke, but I said Jew, and my dad was like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Why the fuck would you say that? And I was like, I don't know. I was trying to make a joke. He was like, oh, it wasn't fucking funny. So so we were at a barbecue like a year or two ago at my, my cousin's house, and um, there's like a lot of white people there. It's like a lot of, a large collection of white people, you know? And uh, one of the guys is... Uh, like a neighbor down the street and I guess like I didn't really know him yet I didn't know him or his wife I didn't know the family I didn't know nothing so uh we all brought foods Gabby brought baked mac and cheese and I got slightly confused because everybody started ranting and raving about how great the mac and cheese was but there was two I didn't know it there was two trays of mac and cheese sitting on the table Mm mm-hmm so I, like, openly said in front of, like, all of these people, who were all white, <laughs> that, well, that's my wife's mac and cheese, and the reason it's better is because she's, she's black. black. <laughs> <laughs> 
what is even funnier is that I fucked up and had no clue what I was talking about because the dude from down the street, the white, actually he's Greek, the Greek dude who used to be a chef made the mac and cheese that they were all ranting and raving about. Uh-huh. And worse yet, that fucking guy got slightly offended because his daughter was mixed. Oh, wow. So yeah. he's looking at me like, you're a piece of shit. I can't believe you think this is funny. And I'm like, I think it's fucking hilarious. Yeah, right. It's even funnier that I fucked up and made a whole mistake out of this. So now when I see the guy, I kind of like chuckle and just you like, look laugh. at him. Yeah, you know what's even funnier like, is your reaction. Like, dude, fucking lighten up. I ain't gonna lie. I Like, when I talk to him, I have like a smirk on my face. Like, dude, you're the <laughs> cunt. You're the cunt that I fucked up and made a bad joke to. Like, yep. <laughs> Worse yet is, like, I even apologize, but it, like, you ever, like, apologize to somebody and, like, you, you can see... You don't fucking mean it. <laughs> well, you can see that, like, they're I'm just still plagued. offended. Yeah, yeah, and, it doesn't like, matter. You know, you're like, all right, well, I don't know, you're kind of a jerk-off then. Like, yeah. that's, you know, like, I don't if give you can't a fuck. get over it, that's your fucking problem. So I, like, dude, I can't help it, I laugh. Yeah. I just, like, I'm like, whatever, dude. <laughs> like I said, I have said fucked up shit. Dude, I said a bad joke one time. And I, I, I guess it was really bad wording. And that's why, like, when you, like, I listen to comedians talk about how they liter- literally write their jokes, literally write them down and edit them and reread them over and over again right. to make sure that it's worded 100% correct the way they want it to sound. Dude, I'm so bad about just openly talking and saying stupid shit that mm-hmm. at one point I, I made a joke like, uh, I said something like, yeah, white chicks don't even like me. That's why I got my wife and kind of insulted my wife and didn't realize like, right. oh my God, you, you fucking moron. Like, like, oh, you're such a piece of shit that, you know, like, <laughs> like almost like saying that, like, you know, uh, I don't know, like, like how dare her like take a, you know, like a, I don't know. Like, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. But she was like mad about it. She's like, no, 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 no. That's fucked up. You know, right. like. So, um, <laughs> constantly, dude, I make jokes. Sometimes they win. Yeah. A lot of times they don't. This, this <laughs> show should be like Chris and John attempt to talk about a topic. <laughs> we went, we went from like fucking TV nah, shows. Nah, dude, we kicked ass for like 40 yeah. fucking minutes. We talked nah, about TV cool. shows and the last nine minutes, uh, I, I diverged. Have it really been that long? We yeah, dude. This long? Yeah. This, we're almost done here, bud. Oof. We're almost done. It's almost time to eat breakfast. Yeah. I gotta yeah. go to the gym. You gotta go to the gym? I gotta go to the gym, motherfucker. Like, on the last episode, we were making fun of overweight people. And I gotta now, go get my fucking swole Look at you. You're not even overweight. You're a fucking big guy, dude. You're a big yeah, guy. Yeah, I, I think I'm, like, I have, like, fucking soft, fat tissue on me, but, like, yeah. I'm very strong. Dude, let me tell you. You ever watch them strongman competitions? Yeah, they're big boys. They are not... I don't even care about that shit anymore. They're not gym guys. They're not, like, steroided orange nah, people. No, they're getting strong. Dude, they are a fucking scary ass big dudes yeah. dudes you know? that have abs are dudes that fucking starve themselves you know I, you, know, you gotta be in like a real calorie deficit to get abs i'm just saying dude we all want to look like brad pitt but we don't want to do what brad pitt does yeah brad pitt eats a, like a carrot a day listen i ain't know? ever gonna have fucking abs i'm always gonna have a gut i'm always gonna have a gut i'm always gonna have some titty 
That's just part of it, man. I hate my titties. I dude. fucking hate it too. It's the worst. Yeah. They're not titties though. It's chest fat, bro. It's fucking fat on yeah, your chest. Yeah, but it, when they're pointy, it like bothers me. Like, yeah. what do when I'm like, it, like if I'm like walking out into the ocean and then my wife's like, oh, uh, listen, this is cute. Let me take this picture of daddy nah, and daughter. And then my goddamn my nips are poking and listen, shit. Listen, it and sucks, I'm, man. It sucks being overweight. It blows. But yeah. you just gotta come to grips with it and be like, hey, look, man, this is just what it is. The best thing you can do is just get out there and get fucking stronger. That's yeah. all you gotta do. You just gotta get physically fucking strong. Yeah, but at least like, for you, shape. like you're an Italian guy, so you could go to the beach wearing a wife beater and a gold chain, and you'll <laughs> look fine, dude. You'll look like everybody else in Atlantic City. <laughs> dude, I I envy motherfuckers that are out there on their lawn with their big fucking guts with no shirt on, because I I don't ever go out without a fucking shirt on. Dude, ever. Italian guys in in Atlantic City are the most proud motherfuckers. They don't give the, a fuck, dude. Dude, they give zero shits. My sister. Used to be with a dude who was like one of those guys, big old Italian guy who did not give a fuck. He would wear his shorts like halfway up to like his fucking like like right under his tits. <laughs> like he would like pull his fucking shorts up there, and he'd have these big old fucking hairy tits, dude. And he didn't give a fuck. He'd sit around the house like that watching TV and like just didn't care. So, so there was this chick that I knew. And she's a cute Italian chick, dude. She was she was cute. Like this was like ten years ago. She was like a dude. I ain't gonna lie. I like I didn't have the confidence back then, but I wish I would have because I think that she might have liked me too back then. But mm. uh, but anyway, he, neither here nor there. She ended up marrying this other dude, very Italian. And back in the day, he used to be like a baseball guy. He was like an athlete. He was a healthy looking dude. He was a sharp looking dude. And now, when I see pictures of him, dude, he looks like an extra off The Sopranos. Yeah. And it's crazy because he wears, like, a blazer with a white butt knob, a little bit undone at the top. But, dude, his fucking belly, he looks pregnant. Wow. He looks fucking pregnant, yeah. dude. And I'm just like, bro, it is time to slow down on the motherfucking carbohydrates, yep. dude. Like, you that's are... The, that's the fucking killer. It's the carbs, man. Dude, you are fucking like this is crazy and it's nuts because she's still like in pretty good shape so like when you look at him you're like wow yeah lady you need to tell him you need to fucking stop feeding him <laughs> whatever the fuck is happening over there Listen, something is happening my my cousin who is beautiful i have a beautiful cousin and she has been with the same dude since she was like 17 years old mm. And he is the most stereotypical, <laughs> big-ass Italian dude you could imagine. Yeah. And I'm just thinking, like, how the fuck has this lasted so long? Maybe he's charming. Listen, women are different, Italian dude. guys, especially heavy-set Italian guys, you're charming motherfuckers, Yeah, I guess dude. so. But, like, dude, I wonder. So, like, women are different. Women yeah. are so different in the way they... Like, women only see confidence. That's yep. all they care about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They take in the entire package deal and go, I can live with that for this. And, like, they can fucking just go, I love this, the whole thing. Yeah, he got big old fucking fat gut and titties and all that. I don't care. Yep. There's this other part of him that just supersedes that. Yeah. Whereas dudes are so visual. Yeah, yeah, And, yeah. like, you know... Yeah, she's a great girl. She's into all the same shit I'm into, but I don't know. I don't think I can... I don't, don't want to fuck her, you know? And, I, and then they're just like, fuck that. And then, like, and then they just relegate that chick to being like their buddy or whatever. Yeah. You'd probably be much better off getting together with that you chick. You got friend-zoned like a motherfucker, yeah. lady. But, and you probably... They'd probably be the fucking happiest you ever were. <laughs> 
<laughs> if you would just fucking let your guard down and have that chick, you know? Interesting. That's that's the truth, man. Yeah. yeah. I'll be honest with you, dude, man. I don't know if I should even get into it on here because I, th- I feel like she thinks I attack her in like subtle ways or whatever. But nobody has ever been more supportive of me or more accepting of me than my kid's mother, uh, than Lena's mother. Yeah. Yeah, She's not only, like, a good, like, partner. She's, like, a super supportive. She's a good person. She's got a great heart. Sure. You know, like, she she really does. Like, I know she's, you know, she gets hurt and she does things or whatever. But, like, at the very core of her, she's a great human being. You know, I was very lucky to, you know, to have somebody like that in my life. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's a beautiful thing to say, you know? Yeah, I guess so. But, you know. Well, why don't we end it on that note? Yeah, man, let's end it there. We'll play yeah. our little outro. All right. You know, let's say something offensive real quick to get us back in the... <laughs> People from Swarthmore. Third cuts. <laughs> Later, John. Thanks for listening to the Renaissance Manchild. Renaissance Manchild is a Yardbird Tuna production. If you enjoyed the show please like follow and share any ideas or suggestions feel free to reach out to us on facebook or instagram oh shit mm-hmm. <laughs> you talk good